Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We all got cut off because I'm sure the government was listening mm-hmm. to yeah, this man. Zoom and they didn't want to hear their ladies like, conspiring. Three ladies to- are discussing their rights. Let's shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> There'll be no talk of your reproductive autonomy on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, actually, I blame I blame Spectrum and the and the, and the wind, the high right winds. Yeah. yeah, the high winds are very, very real. Um, I was in the desert this weekend, and there was like an act. There was an alert that came through on my phone that was like dust storm. Run for the run for your dune shelters. Basically, was like thank God the movie Dune just came out recently, so you guys know. You gotta see. You gotta get in that shelter. Um, wait, can we quickly talk about the ears and the face popping up behind you? Oh, oh yeah. that this this. Oh, you that mean situation. Indiana? That situation. Well, yeah, that's Indiana. That's Indiana. Oh my stars! <laughs> what on <laughs> God's earth is happening with that face? It's too freaking cute. Yes. Oh. I know he's such a good boy. We shouldn't pay too much attention, otherwise he'll just be like, he'll he, start whining. Okay. He'll be like, he "Oh, did you see me? Is it time for me to whine so you can touch me?" Um, but maybe at some point he'll like be asleep and pop up, and his little tongue will be hanging out of the side of his mouth, okay. and it'll also give you feels. On that note, you guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. And joining us today, finally, we got her. She Mm -hmm. is a busy lady Mm -hmm. and comedian, but most importantly, a former restaurant worker and manager, Mm -hmm. Nicole Amy Schreiber, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. It is so good to be here and not in a restaurant. Yeah. (laughs) That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. It's I'm still. By the way, it's like weird to see my own face on Zoom oh. at the moment because I, for the first time, I listened to one of the ads rolling on our podcast, uh-huh. which I was like, "Ooh, there's like a Juvederm lip injection ad running on our podcast." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Gross! I don't stand for it." Mm-hmm. Click to a few months later, getting ready for a headshot. I'm like, what if I just got like the tiniest amount of my <laughs> lip done? And now there's something fucking fucked up in the middle of my lip. It's a little ball. I have to go see the lady. She might have to dissolve it. It's really creepy. I'm not sure I recommend it. Um, anyway, I, I have seen so much Juvederm go sideways in the lips um, that I'm like, that's not happening. Um, but I did Juvederm under my eyes. Because I have sunken eyes and mm. uh, I will never do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a learning lesson for anyone out there. Um, I think it's up to your own personal tolerance yeah. of what you will do to your body and what's comfortable and what not. I'm not a big risk taker. No. Uh, 
but I do find it hilarious people who just fill their faces and their bodies with weird chemicals, but they're like, no thanks on that vaccine. I, <laughs> I don't know what's I in mean, it. I've had clients and then uh, that I, and if you didn't know this about me, uh, I'm an esthetician. And uh, so was the, you know, so I have had clients who are like, I don't like what this Botox has done to my face. Let's fix it. And I will gua sha the Botox down into their face to kind of like subside it and reshape it. Okay. So, can we quickly talk about gua sha? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sure. this is a service uh-huh. industry podcast. Uh-huh. We are getting there, people. But, hey, but right now we're talking industry. about getting our faces serviced. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Still, still mm-hmm. talking about service. It's still a tip um, industry. Service to industry. thyself. Uh, what is fucking gua sha? All right. So gua sha is an ancient Chinese technique, like using stone tools. It's older than acupuncture. It's from the stone age, whereas acupuncture is from the iron age. And what it does specifically is it, uh, drains limp and thins out the fascia wall and helps to sculpt and move muscles. So you can do it on the body really aggressively to help to break up like adhesions or like, um, deep, like scar tissue or cellulite or muscle Mm -hmm. pain. But when done on the face, you're looking to like depuff and then lift and sculpt it and it's like and so it can help to rid the face of fine and deep lines when done repetitively because like if you have your 11s where you furrow all the time that's just fascia that builds up to protect the muscle over it um fascia is kind of like the body's girdle it's kind of how it's mm-hmm. on like every organ you have it's on every it lives between your skin and your tissue um and you can break all that shit up and like yeah it's incredible. It out. It's super simple. It's really- it just creates microcirculation and like helps to repair the skin. So it's totally badass. She's impressive, right, Nicole? I mean that. By the way, no one has given me a straight answer for what gua sha is. <laughs> and there was something about you that I was like, this this lady will know. This yeah, lady will yeah, know yeah. what I, she's talking about. I do like to know what I'm talking about, but uh, she's an instructor. To be fair, it's true. It's I've done my ten thousand hours. It's really uh, I'm a pro. I'm a fucking pro at this. Well, point. maybe I'll come to you for a, a gua sha facial. You should absolutely. Uh, we would have a- Andrea. Andrea kind of puts lays hands on a lot of ladies in the comedy community, and um, she's the reason Julia Rossi looks like she's 28 years old uh, and all that stuff, you know. But yeah, I'll hook it up. We'll talk about this. We'll talk later. about all of Perfect. it. We will talk about it. Um, what we can talk about, which we are contractually obligated. Mm-hmm. No, we choose mm-hmm. to do it. It's great. <laughs> we <laughs> they're watching us right now. They know. Okay. <laughs> So we partner with Lo-Fi Aperitifs. Have you ever imbibed? I may ask. Mm-hmm. They're they're lovely. Okay. It's a natural botanical, basically Napa Valley wine country, beautiful organic uh, grade aperitifs mm-hmm. that are okay. so delicious. They've got a sweet vermouth, a dry vermouth, and a gentian marrow. Where Andrea always comes home from the bar and makes a fucking tipsy nightcap. With her gentian tomorrow. It's true. I'll be like, I can recreate this and not for $18. Thank you. I don't say stuff like that. But uh, I don't drink. So hearing I'm, about these beverages, there's so many like pop-up kind of beverages now that I'm like, maybe I should give these a try. Maybe I don't, I don't, it's not that I'm sober. I just, just don't like the taste of alcohol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when I hear about these new things, because there's so many new kinds of alcohols and beverages and I'm like, oh, maybe if, I try one of these new vehicles. I might actually like it and I could be an alcoholic. Like I'm, I feel like I've really missed out on my alcoholism years. 
You're it's uh, I know I was just thinking to myself I'm like I wish I had what you have which is like oh, I just don't like the taste of it I'm like damn I love the taste I really do I love the taste of it and I love lo-fi aperitifs and I'm excited for summery sunny days coming up where we can do their whole thing is low uh, alcohol by volume meaning you can have multiple cocktails and you're not gonna get super drunk mm-hmm. just very pleasantly buzzed which also sounds like a good match for you because. Yes. Not as a drinker, you don't want to be sloppy, girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, if I have a drink, I'm usually slop city. Like it is, <laughs> it is no fucking bueno. Like I am a hottie toddy mess. Uh, I, I love, love it. it. I love it. I'm into it. And I have a goal to have one drink with you one day. So <laughs> we will do that. All right, let's kick it off with some headlines today. Since you know, I know we're recording on a Wednesday, but today is actually Friday the 13th and Mercury's in retrograde. And if you go to nationaltoday.com for whatever stupid fucking celebration is happening internationally, it is International Hummus Day. I, uh, I, I, have, I have worked at a restaurant that served hummus. Have you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. That was one of my, I loved working at restaurants where they had um, good snackable stuff. <sighs> yeah. I'm telling you. Okay. So yes. And I, I, I need to do the, I always say I'm going to do the full episode about my experience working in, um, you know, Mediterranean or basically Middle Eastern restaurants in Detroit for a good portion of my life. And Yes, when you're cleaning the plates at the end of every meal. Is it crusted in garbanzo bean? It sure is. Sure is. It's wonderful. But I just love that the base for like every fucking meal, just the artistry of watching, you know, our our head chef back there. Her name was Amal. She was amazing. She would just swirl that oh. hummus around with a spatula to get like the bowl effect. You're like, what am I at the Greek theater right now? Look oh. at the layers. This is it's a just pool. so. It's a pool with walls. Yup, and oil oh, and the dusting. And, oh, yep. you dust. Whole, I don't even know what that spice is called anymore. But you dust sumac, it. sumac, sumac, sumac action, or even on top. even a little paprika. You know, just for that beautiful Happy. orange color. Mm-hmm. But I hope everyone is celebrating. What do you do on International Hummus Day? Okay, here's what you do. Here's some ideas. Make your own hummus, oh. you bitch. Just in case, uh, if you, the key to really good hummus is actually, it's not the garbanzo beans, it's the tahine. All day, baby. Mm-hmm. No, you go wild with tahine and oil and um, yeah. It's and it's again you t- it's trial trial and error until you get it to the consistency and flavor that makes your mouth sing. But I love a slippery hummus, slippery cream. I don't know. I'm I'm I could eat my weight in hummus. I love the number um, number two is try a new hummus flavor. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this article doesn't really say that we're ad living. And then attend the hummus festival, you whore. Um, and I'm you sorry, asked, like, I chose three. Yeah. I drove all night to get here. Uh, <laughs> where are the hummus festivals at? Okay. They didn't, they didn't feel like, you know, really um, expanding on that, but basically they're like, go on Facebook and just look it up. <laughs> idiot. Go find your local hummus festival. Dummy. Um, where if I knew where to find it, it. I, in Michigan, I could imagine in like Dearborn. Absolutely. And that's where that's where, where I worked. Yeah. I worked outside of Dearborn There's in that an, whole area. Every day largest. a fucking hummus festival in that area. You know what I'm it saying? It is. What also, restaurant you, did you work at? Have you ever heard of Lashish? Yes. I'm yeah, from I used from to work there. At, 
Oh yeah, I forgot we've got that in common. Yeah. Oh, Lashish, yeah, worked- Lashish was the nicest, was one of the best Mideastern restaurants in the Detroit area. I crave it. Yeah. I crave that. They also yeah. had really good pita. You know, you can oh, yeah. you can hummus till the cows come home, or in this mm-hmm. case, the garbanzos come home. But but it's the it's the pita. Yeah. You've got to have be- the good vehicle to get it into your mm-hmm. face. Yep. The, the wood fire, the beautiful bread oven, uh, um, and it'd always be the cutest little goofballs working the pita pit all night long. God damn. But they would throw in the flat little patties of dough mm-hmm. and just the most beautiful thing ever to see them puff up, get the tiniest little burn on them. Mm-hmm. Then they throw them in a basket and you go out there with the garlic sauce and the hummus and everyone is happy. It's a beautiful way to live life. Really? Oh, God, you guys. Well, I hope you're all enjoying and celebrating your international hummus day. And let us know if you find a hummus festival, okay? Because that's <laughs> that would probably be our first gig that we book, Andrea. A yeah, hummus, festival hummus festival in Bakersfield. The or something hottest like hummus that. festival in the south of yeah. I don't you know. guys deserve to be uh, right? MCs Thank at a hummus you. festival, absolutely, so thousand percent. <laughs> I have emceed a dog fashion show, so I am building a resume. Wait, toward I have niche. emceed a dog costume show. I, well, then I mean, this what is the ridiculous. Fuck? I mean, I one day, we, one day we all need to sit down and just go through all of the random <laughs> gigs we've had, not mm-hmm. just as like like our side hustles, but mm-hmm. like as what we've done for comedy money, like mm-hmm. the shit yeah. we've emceed. The it it's just it's too much. It gets dark, you know, when you when you take comedy and extend it to the utmost length where you're like, can I have this job? I do comedy. And they're like, uh, sure. Yeah. I also like when you like insert comedy into like situations where people just didn't think any comedy was going to be there in the first place. And you're fucking you're just like, uh, they hate you. They hate you. Yep. Them's the rules. Well, let's pop over to this next headline that we found was that James Cromwell, otherwise known as Jamie Cromwell in the beginning of his acting career when he was the dad in Revenge of the Nerds, um, actually- But guys, also, he's he's uh, the ornery uncle in succession oh, who won't yeah, give Greg the egg his oh. money. Oh, he's Ewan. He's Ewan George. Roy. This is he's the most- George from Six Feet Under. This is the most Ewan Roy move ever that actual James Cromwell did. He's a big PETA supporter, has been for years. He's actually an Not honor- honorary- Not the bread. Not the bread. P-E-T-A. Whoa, okay. wait, Brooke. Did you do that on purpose? I'm not trying to mess you up. PETA. Yeah, the people for P- ethical treatment of animals. That PETA. So he- he super glued himself to the counter of a Starbucks in New York, protesting the chain surcharge on vegan milks. So, you know, I, I'm fucking, I'm I, I agree. Are you fucking kidding me? I agree. Yes. So Starbucks charges roughly 70 cents extra for dairy alternatives, which includes soy, coconut, almond milks, and oat milks, depending on the city. So Starbucks recently dropped the surcharge in the UK because Sir Paul McCartney, they got him to fucking write a huge letter and be like, uh-uh, no, sorry, bloke. This is not, I'm going to keep going. So all no you need dice. is a strongly worded Yelp review to make change like I Maybe from, a, a, from, from, beetle, a, beetle, from, a, from a from a former beetle, beetle. <laughs> you have to be a knighted person right mm-hmm. and that's just in the UK so uh, you know the cops came eventually and they got him out of there but I do think it's a really good beginning of a conversation and Pete has been trying to like 
do away with this for years and years and years. So we're just kind of catching wind of it. Well, it's also it, it like in many ways. So not only does it it puts the um, the price literally the price falls on the shoulders of people with digestive problems, mm-hmm. religious problems. If it's just ethically um, and culturally, they're like we don't you know we just don't do cow milk or regular animal milk, any of that stuff. And it right, and it's also like so he was yelling very correctly about certain um, ethnicities and cultures do not have enzymes um, genetically that break down milk. So you're like just discriminating against entire races of people Mm -hmm. who don't tolerate dairy very well. Here's the other thing too, right? I'm like, you know, I'm gun. I know this sounds crazy, but there's a vegan coffee shop that I want to love so hard. That's walking distance from my house. Name names, name names. Little barn. Um, Never heard of it. I'm in Glassell, so I don't know if you ever wander over to this neck of the woods. But uh, so because they are vegan restaurant, right? It's like, okay, so you're going to have the plant-based version of everything. I get it. So there is no normal, whatever is considered the free or cheaper milk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But to get a coffee... It's then a dollar to add some sort of to add milk when there's no choice. And they're like, oh, well, you want a plant based milk? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah that's your well, that's, thing you that's your whole that's what brought me here. The plant based situation. You've I can't your business have on. right where it's just like bake it into the price you knuckleheads I want to pour um, myself some coffee right now while we're talking about this I mean myself I'm not having coffee for the next two weeks and just talking about coffee I'm doing ayahuasca in two weekends oh Ooh. hell yeah girl so one of the preparations for it is mm-hmm. no no um caffeine no caffeine um so just this conversation is I'm like triggering you yeah sorry but there is there is nothing nothing better than and when i worked i worked at a uh cafe on melrose for six years top of every shift top of every shift straight to the espresso machine oh yeah mm-hmm. and uh, line them mm-hmm. up that i mean it's, it's all i wanted and i loved and i have to say making foam with regular milk versus uh the, any alternative milk sucks so alternative milks don't foam the way regular milk does Right, I will right, stand up for right. oat, oat milk, milk. the barista milk. But, blend. I but, will give it. But yes. I, I want to crunch numbers. Like, I, that's what I want to see. I want to, like, see side by side, especially with, like, the huge explosion that, like, oat milk, almond milk, soy milk, like, all these super options now. Like, I feel like they're going to be on par, if not, like, the same, you know, like, same prices, like, across the board. Unless, you know, I would also, assume. It's like Starbucks. Just fucking eat the difference. You eat the difference because oh, yeah. you're already charging a Dude. fucking arm and a fucking cunt for your fucking drinks yeah like. you're also like pushing your employees so hard to not unionize you're also like not right. there's so much hot water that starbucks has been in lately yeah. you know just the hot water is just waiting for the shot of espresso to make an americano that's how much you hot, know what i'm it's saying like that it, that water is you know what I'm hot that's water it's hot also, also i'm also, also drinking out of my mug i made that's why i also made a bunch <laughs> yeah, of coffee it looks it where looks did you make that mug it's really cute cobalt it's and cute. clay it, on riverside i took a pottery class this is the this is definitely the saddest piece but she she's mighty it's the cup of a carpenter she could be better but i love her i love, oh, I love her i mean i think it's really cute and it also inspires me to wanna i used to do pottery in high school mm. 
Um, it's so fun. I would highly recommend. It's so fun. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about that uh, later on. So, so many extras to talks about. We're gonna but, need bonus you know, content. Bonus but yeah, content I, I vote. I think we shouldn't be charged for all the extra shit. And just, if you are, yeah, especially if if it's a corporation where they have to factor in all this crazy cost, their upcharges are already insane. We know damn well that iced coffee is the biggest ripoff on the face of the planet, you know? Um, uh, and my, so it's like my mom found the hack for that. She'll order the the latte or the drink or whatever. And then once she gets the drink, she'll be like, can I just get a little cup of ice? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I can't keep my mouth shut, Andrea. I was like, she's pouring it in the wrong because she's getting a hot latte. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but you melt the ice, then you just have I mean, a watered down drink. You know what? I, she's fine. Like, Let her have it. Let her have it. She's all the wiser for what she does, and like mm-hmm. I'm sure she's like, yes. this is the most fucking delicious thing I've ever well, tasted in my whole life. I she guarantee. waits a little bit till it cools off. Uh huh. So uh-huh. her process is on the way to work every morning. The she's got star- bacon. The Fifteen extra minutes goes through the drive-through, gets her drink. By the time she gets to her office, it's have cooled down enough, and then she does the transfer roux. Well, there you go. Ah, I love it. All right. Well, you guys, let's pop out of headlines and pop into some server submitted. Oh, stories. Stories. Some of those. We have two stories today to come at you guys. I'll go first. First story. Hey, ladies, I was listening to your most recent episode and the listener who said that they'd write back in about a restaurant police chase story reminded me of a quick antidote of my own it was a busy saturday night shift at my irish pub in seattle the place was packed with seahawks fans celebrating a recent win people were getting sloppy as they danced to our house band the kennedy brothers who were playing the same (laughs) tom petty heavy set they played literally every saturday night as the night descended into extra sloppiness, I noticed a couple making out in the back room. And then suddenly several police officers stormed the pub. They stormed in the back room where the couple was making out. And after a minute, they exited the pub, dragging the guy behind them and laughing. Apparently, the dude was an on-duty officer who had turned his radio off and then met up with his wife for a quick makeout sesh. Our tax dollars at work. <laughs> Love the pod as always, ladies. That's from Sonnet. What a weird thing God. to witness. Yeah. Um, cool. It's like there's no uh there's no middle ground. There's no gray area with these police officers. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. either beating the snot yes, out of you yes. if you're a minority or their radio's off and they're making out with their wife. Hey, I was she just their part? She must have like just been there already, right? Do you think or were they just yeah. like what kind of crowd of bar are we gonna fucking hook up in tonight, you sick fuck husband? Let's do it. Is are they that that couple, you know? By the yeah, way, sure. any man who still has that much gusto for making out with his wife mid-shift good for him (laughs) i agree like i hope someone if i've been with them if i'm married that they still have this like burning desire for me where it's like i want to play hooky and make out with you Mm-hmm. Like, I really hope they were progressing to fucking in the back of this pub. Yes. I, I well, certainly would hope so. If the radio's off, you know, you can't just, you know, you can't. What could it be like? A, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a funny How police call in. He was there. 
Maybe that's their spot. They're like, we got, yeah. we got a 69er. That's what I'm that. saying. Yeah, that's what I was, I was leaning toward that. But yeah, we got a 69er. Oh, fucking Chet's with fucking his wife in the back room of that fucking bar again. Ugh, it's going to be full of Seahawks fans and the fucking Kennedys. The Kennedy brothers. The Kennedy um, brothers are I mean, playing. What a name. She gets so wet when the Kennedy brothers play. <laughs> That's what they do. The Kennedy brothers get her every time. <laughs> Lord almighty. I was just in Seattle music. and I got to say, I don't, the whole Irish vibe, I, that, there's not a lot of Irish people there. Yeah, but people still love a fucking Irish pub. You can put one anywhere and it's going to be packed. I yeah. would think. I do. I do really think that. I mean, that definitely is an establishment where you're going in there and you're like, I'm drinking with reckless abandon here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not pulling any punches on these drinks. Uh, all the drinks going straight into the face. <laughs> it's a fact. It's I a love that. Fact. I love that. You know, we all know that the Irish bars, too, usually kind of like are in cahoots. Yeah, I've seen The Departed. I've seen <laughs> The Irish Guy or whatever that movie is called. I've and seen The Irishman. It's Irish just called The Irishman. I've seen The Irish Guy. I've seen it. I've <laughs> seen Gar- Darby O'Gill and the little people. I fucking know. By the way, um, I dated I've, an Irish guy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Expert level. <laughs> what is that? that alcoholism. Could be, oh, okay. Expert level. Like, f- by the way, Irishmen don't get whiskey dick. They just drank right through it. They have evolved. That's Darwinism right there. Every man in Ireland is just like, mm, fucking whiskey dick? Fucking, what are you, what are you, 14? Learn how so to drink. Yeah. Whiskey's bitch. essentially Viagra in Ireland uh-huh. is what you're saying? Uh-huh. I mean, oh. I mean. I only have been with one Irish guy, so, <laughs> but I will say there was no whiskey dick. There was, I mean, he was drinking whiskey and he sure, he, sure had a dick. So it's like what you wish whiskey dick was. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah that's totally. He's got a whiskey true. dick right Oh my now. God. Where do I sign? Yeah. That Bold, inspiring dick. It does. <laughs> seem, it does seem more of like a positive statement when you really like, you know, think about it, but Oh, well. All right. Well, well good moving story, on. Sonnet. Yes. yes. Let's get Thank me. you as always. <laughs> All right. Hello. Loving the add-ons. These are our new episodes on Mondays. Get into it, everybody. They're short little bursts of flavor in your mouth. Okay. So I've gotten pretty excited about the bun coffee maker episode, but especially about the non-slip shoes <laughs> Here's the history of my non-slip shoe life. Am I triggering you yet, Nicole? <laughs> Oof. Okay. Do I so still have? My, I still have mine. You're oh like, yeah, I'm you can never throw them away. They have no, to live no, in your closet forever. I mean, what They're, if I get an audition for a waitress? I need to show up ready for the part with the realness <laughs> for your authentic and grounded portrayal mm-hmm. of a server, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a job that I very often sometimes have to consider going back to. Okay, my first pair of hideous black non-slip shoes came from a local Payless, obviously, for somewhere around $20. And those those shoes wore out far too quickly. So then I found some for about $40 in the Shoes for Cruise magazine yeah. that was sent to the restaurant. Those seemed to last a little bit longer, but still wore out on the inside where my heel would rub. Eventually, I progressed to the more expensive $50 to $60 Skecher tennis wow. shoe. Ended up buying the same pair for many a year until I started to have some major knee and hip pain. So I went to a Red Wing shoe store, got some fancy ass insoles that cost 50 bucks. They were a game changer 
any pain I had was gone. So once my tennis, uh, sketch or tennis shoes were out, went back to the Red Wing shoe store to find her, to find an even higher quality pair of shoes to go with these new insoles, I ended up getting a pair of shoes for $140, add on the $50 insoles, holy moly, I was rocking some expensive shoe setups, but we only get one body, so we've got to take care of it. They were some good quality shoes, but it almost seemed like the traction on the bottom wore out far too quickly. After a few pairs of these Red Wing shoes, I eventually discovered clogs with a K. It's new to me. They are a great lightweight leather slip-on shoe along with my insoles, which I have now found on Amazon for a little bit cheaper than the shoe store price. Hot tip, anyone looking for a new pair of shoes. So I always tell any new hires or coworkers, they need to spend good money on good shoes because it changes everything. That's my quick non-slip shoe history over the past 18 years of my life in the service industry. Godspeed, good health, good tips, and good shoes from our lovely friend, Simon. Oh, good follow-up. This I is mean, super Simon, the fact that you remembered as much about shoes is absolutely incredible. He's the kind of guy who could take orders without a notepad. Oh, oh yeah. he is. That's We're well, having him on oh, yeah. the podcast very soon, yeah, too. Yeah. We're I'm very super excited about it. Yeah, this is, I love this evolution, dude. And you have to, this is just like how you grow up in life anyway. Like this evolution Mm -hmm. is like, I I feel you're, you know, this is life and how you live it. (laughs) It does coincide with getting older and your body just naturally failing you Mm -hmm. where you do have to start to make better choices. I'm not going to lie. The trend of just cute ass, like thick soled tennis shoes as acceptable going out looks for women. I'm like, sign me up. Mm -hmm. Also triggering. Like I'm kind of (laughs) caught between the two, the two spaces where I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But also, oh my God, I remember working doubles (laughs) and then I want to cry. Yeah. You know, if, if those shoes could get me through a double. Then they can get me through, you know, life in L.A. I don't know. I don't know what I'm even going to be doing in them here in L.A. But Fair enough. Fair enough. I hear you. The footwear is key. But I'm just saying as, as I get older, I'm leaning into the comfort. I reserve uh, the tippy, tippy toe fucking bullshit that I used to do. I don't even get it. This is what I don't understand. I wore the most outrageous foot crushing shoes my entire time in New York City. I would go to get things rehealed because I would grind down Mm -hmm. heels, literally pounding pavement Mm -hmm. for years on end. All my shoes were so fucking fucked up. Then I move to car slash beach slash lazy bum city where you can literally pay money to just go and it's just how this city works cannot cannot put on a fucking heel to save my life i've just no. fully turned into like beach bum lifestyle totally here. totally and it's because you're just that that's a muscle that's just not being exercised in your body anymore or maybe once you stop doing it your body it was hurts like, enough no more i you know i feel very equine very horse-like when i hoist the whole goddamn rig forward <laughs> in some shoes that are tall and have heels I'm like whoa these muscles have atrophied Mm -hmm. and it's like very uncomfortable and I'm just like I I also grew it I grew an ass over the pandemic I'm very proud of her yeah I'm pulling I'm pulling a wagon back there um (laughs) pulling a load um 
yeah there's something there's something just so sexy about a sensible shoe you know yeah and i think it's really good advice to be like if i could can if i could work a double on these then like the they're the shoe for me they're the shoe for me like and that's yeah. that's, the that's the test i was a dance go bitch those mm-hmm. were my right always my waitressing shoes uh dance has got some cute as fuck shoes now by the by yeah i saw options so Mm -hmm. many so many options um they're also like the big um uh nurse shoes hospital Mm -hmm. shoes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep Yep. yeah so well you guys as always thank you so much for sending in your server submitted stories if you've been inspired by anything you've heard or have a chestnut you've been sitting on send it our way at sidewarepod at gmail.com The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, let's hey, get well, into since, it. Since you brought up your dance goes, ya bitch, um, <laughs> let's... I know, it's so funny to say ya bitch. Uh, I mean, call me a yeah, bitch, dumb. please. I feel safe doing that with you. Um, so we are here to talk with you about your much celebrated time in the service industry. We'd connected a few times back. Uh, fun fact, we have served some dinners together for our unhoused community yep. with Neela. Nice. I really, really miss that, and I'd like to get back into it. It is really great. I recently started doing um, a volunteering with this group. I forget what it's called. It's a it's a it's a church group in Riverside, and they go downtown to mm-hmm. Skid Row area every Sunday night, and they give out clothes and hot meals. Um, so there's a food line that. you can go through, and at the end of the food line, there's clothes. And I did the clothes the other weekend, and they were like, they were like, you know, if you're comfortable around like handing out food, next time you come, you can do the food. I was like, comfortable handing out food. Funny, you I was like, I will fucking run that line. I will take everyone through, start to finish. No problem. I'll make to go plates. How do you want this bitch done? Do you want it wrapped up in a foil yeah. swan shape? Yeah, I will. I got to swan you. <laughs> so that being said, um, tell us about like your first foray. Where did you start in the service industry? Since I now know you're a fellow Michi- Michigander. Michigander. I actually like, I'm trying to think all of the jobs I had when I was in Michigan, none of them were restaurant jobs. It was, okay. it was retail. Um, yeah, retail. And then I would, I did in college, I was a webpage designer, but then I moved to LA and I was like, I'm going to be an actress and I have to get an actress job. Um, but I had never waited tables and I met this person and they were an actor as well. And they were like, just lie. 
lie on your yeah. resume, you'll get a job working in a restaurant. They're like, you've been to a restaurant before, you know how it works. You can be a server. And I was like, okay. Right. So I created oh, that's very reductive. That's very reductive. Very but, um... reductive. Very reductive. I, I after after that, he said that I was like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. Anywho, I got a job working as a hostess at a restaurant mm-hmm. called Josie in Santa Monica. It was very, very, very fine dining. Um, hostessing of all the restaurant jobs I've had, my least favorite. Absolutely the worst. Everybody treats you like shit. You're the front man for the restaurant and people just treat you like a servant. Um, mm-hmm. And then you don't really get tipped at all. Like you get tipped out marginally. Um so I worked there and the sommelier at the restaurant was this like kind of like cute older guy um, and was so mean to me the whole time I worked God. there. And he was the sommelier and kind of like the GM of sorts. And <laughs> that's way owner- too much power. That's like too way too much. Yeah. Double stuff. That's like double trouble. Yeah. And the staff. Um, so the one day, so I had to go in, I was a day shift um, hostess. So I had to go in and to take the reservations during the day. And then I'd stay to the night to seat people. So I'd go in around like noon and start taking people's reservations, whatever. And that's when, you know, the, the whole staff would get there for food prep, the, you know, and Josie, the head chef owner of the restaurant and this other fucking bitch, the sous chef. Oh, what a fucking cunt. I cannot remember her name. And if I could, I would say it. I'd out that bitch in a second. Just mean. Just the two yeah. of them bullies yeah. combined with my like direct boss, this guy. His name was Kent. I'll say his name. Kent Wagerman. Let's say the full name. Um, cunt. Cunt Wagerman. Cunt Wagerman. Um, hold on. It gets better. The whole story is a whole thing. Um, so they were just kind of like always like mean to me. I was like 22. I didn't know shit from Shinola. And uh, one day they were reading a letter. So this was before Yelp, just to give you an idea of how old I am. This was before Yelp. So if a person had a problem with a restaurant, they would just type up a letter and send it into the restaurant and to complain. So Josie had gotten a letter and she was reading it to the sous chef. And she was like, can you believe this fucking guy sent in this letter, blah, blah, blah reading the letter and at some point the person in the letter says my wife and me and Josie turns to the sous chef and she's like my wife and me you mean my wife and I you can't even get that right and you're trying to complain and I heard it and I was like actually it is my wife and me because of you know where the function is in the sentence you know they're the the, they're not they're not the subject of the sentence they're the object of the sentence anyways so I was like keep your mouth shut Nicole keep your mouth shut Nicole and out of my mouth came actually he was right oh girl and Josie and this other girl turned to me they're like oh really and then the sous chef whatever that cunt's name was like all right little miss English major and I was like actually I was pre-med and I was an art history major so it's like I didn't really like but I get it Ah. next day I come in Kent is there and he's like hey we're gonna have to let you go I was like I'm sorry did I just get fired for correcting someone's English as they were Uh, correcting someone's good I'm fucking glad fuck that place forever um got fired and then six months later ran into Kent at a grocery store at Whole Foods in Brentwood um and then we started dating oh oh I was like you I knew you right because you're planting a little seed that was my seed, Kent. That's... I was like, you were so mean to me. He's like, you were such a fucking young, dumb idiot. I was like, 
that was six months ago. Do you think I'm not a young, dumb idiot anymore? <laughs> I was going to uh, say. Like, now I'm, I'm still as two and a half. Dumb as I was then. Um, He's like, so, you ever heard of this band, the Kennedy Brothers? He's like, that's my favorite <laughs> band in Seattle. They're going to have a national tour. Um, oh, so that was that. And then, and then I took other like random jobs. I was like, worked in an art gallery, uh, worked as a receptionist, did cold calls, um, did a bunch of jobs. And then I just joined the real working world for many years and then gave up on acting and everything. And then eventually came back to it and started doing stand up. And I had to get another so waitressing then, job. And I was like, yep. oh, here we go again. So I, there was this restaurant on Melrose called Sal's and it was also a comedy club. So it was a restaurant in the oh. front and a comedy club in the back. And I was like, listen, okay. Sal, I'm just going to be straight with you. I don't have any waitressing experience. Really. I was like, I was a hostess. I was like, I've been in a restaurant. I spent a lot of time in a restaurant in my life. You know, I was like, but I've never, he's like, all right. He's like, he's like, just give me two weeks as a hostess. He's like, I'll teach you how to waitress. And I was like, all right, cool. Two weeks as a hostess. And then he like slowly started like giving me shifts. He would like give me slow daytime shifts. And he like just taught me everything I needed to know about working in a restaurant. And then I was there at Sal's for eight years. Wow. Yeah. I love that. And at one point I left and then I went to, I really liked, so I, I like worked my way up. So I was like a waitress and then I was the manager. Uh, Which I want to get into. We'll, we'll unpack that after we and then I, get the timeline. And then one of the guys that I worked with at Josie opened up a bar called Big Wangs. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a whole yeah, thing. I know. I know Big Wangs. Uh-huh. So he opened up Big Wangs. And then um, I had gotten into a fight with Sal. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not working here anymore. And then I randomly ran into my friend who owned Big Wangs. And he's like, hey, I'm looking for a GM. Do you want to be a GM? I was like, sure. Yeah. You're like, if you need me, I'll be at Big Wangs. Yeah. I was like, bye, Sal. I'm on to bigger and better Wangs. Which location? Hollywood? Or, <laughs> like, was it the Hollywood location or the Hollywood, North Hollywood? and North Hollywood. And both? Okay. Both. All right. I was, I did both locations. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. So, I worked at both of those locations. I worked there for about a year and a half. And I did not waitress at all. I was only managing there. Every now and then, if it were if if everybody was getting like you know slammed, I would like jump on the floor and like help out and like run and you know, people would bitch about oh, oh. The one thing I loved working um about working at Big Wangs was I could fucking give attitude back to the customers. Oh, like at Sal's, I would never have done that because it was like a nicer like, I don't know, it was like a mom and pop shop. Like I would never have fucked with people. Right. But at Big Wang's, if somebody returned a drink, like, and they had drank half of it, and I'm like, how was the first half? You seem to have gotten through that pretty well. You now, now you want to return it? You don't think the second half is going to be like the first a half lot. that you already consumed? I think we should mm. like say Big Wang's is like a, a sports, it's a sportsy, yeah. wingy it's bar. A sports, with like, it's a sports bar. That's, it's a happy hour place where people, you know, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yep. It's open all day. Like, it's open, it's open for lunch, but it is mainly happy hour. You know, like on, there was a certain day of the week in Hollywood where it was like $1 wings or 50 mm-hmm. cent wings. Damn. It was something always... crazy. And those were the shifts where I was like, I can't work those shifts. <laughs> those shifts get, got way too crazy for me. Yeah. I think that's the kind of, where you guys like, do you just want to spend an extra dollar and get like a, like 10 more ounces of beer in your glass or whatever? Mm-hmm. Was that like a yep. situation? You could upsell, yeah. you could, you could upsell everybody for a dollar pretty much on, on almost anything. 
Yeah. And people are there to like. For just a dollar more, for just a dollar more, for just a dollar more, for a dollar more, leave here. Yeah. Super drunk and having diarrhea. I, totally. And people are there. I mean, and it's sports bars. So you're, you're getting campers like, right? It's a weird vibe. Oh, yeah. It is a camp the fuck out vibe. People are there for like the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then people like stop ordering and it's just like, all right, let's fucking order up. Yeah. 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 Keep it going. Yeah. Or I'm going to have to drop the check on your ass. Um. I would love to talk about what it was like stepping out of server role into manager territory. Did was there a shift between you and your coworkers? Did you feel like you were like I, I I'm one of you and I want to be the best manager you've ever had? Do tell. Spill the beans. Did I thrive? Spill the garbanzo did beans. I thrive? Why yes, I did. <laughs> um, I mean, I was always meant to be a manager. Like that is where I really found my stride um it was it was so at sal's i mean at that point i was like the most senior waitress Mm -hmm. um so i was already like running the floor anyways so then it turned into you know i wasn't doing any of the i was i was really just like a shift manager more than i was like i wasn't really managing schedules it was it was more of like a shift floor manager. You're like, I have the key card to void things like, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. I have the code. I, so that was all on me. I was like, and it was great because it was like, if I saw somebody like struggling with a table, I could just be like, Hey, we're going to send them over something. And it just, you really learn like how to just, uh, I don't know, like make people feel like really special so then the server gets a good tip and then everybody's happy. See, and let's this pause. This is beautiful what def- you're saying. Let, yeah, let's <laughs> let's stop to define the fact that Nicole's talking about being a good manager, mm-hmm. yeah. not the typical shitbag manager. Right. So I like I'm a people pleaser. So I wanted to do right by everybody. I wanted my employees to love me like oh my, at front the I managed. Oh, my God. I f- probably managed like 20 girls when I was at Big Wangs and I still keep in touch with a lot of them. I love that. And they're like, yeah, were you the best manager? No, but were you cool with everyone? Yep. Like I was like, I was the manager where people had to be like, because there was an office upstairs at Big Wang. So they would be like, Nicole, can you come down? I'd be like, I'm doing right there. (laughs) But like, I always made everything like, okay, I made everything good. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm not like the most on top of it person. But like, yeah, I like the whole customer service thing. Like you could really take it to another level as a manager. Because giving free shit to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all is forgotten. That's really tough. Yeah, and it's very much like as a server, you live in in such fear of exerting that power where you're like, yeah, I'm going to use my get out of jail free card for the table's sake, but my manager is going to kill me. Yeah. Sort of thing when you're dealing with that kind of energy. And it's just like, you know, yeah, as a server, it doesn't feel good. It feels like you're going to get talked to yeah. when a free situation yes. happens. But then, yeah, the manager coming through being like, got to keep status quo. Yeah. Everyone happy, you know? Yeah, there's things there's things where it's like, you know, if if I would let servers know if they were in a situation where I'd be like, just offer, you could always offer them this. This was the one right. thing that would like always be like, okay. And then if shit were still bad it would be like all right just comp comp um, comp something else um Mm -hmm. but like i'm i'm a really big believer in like there are a lot of things in a restaurant you can give away for free and it's 
it's it's not going to cost the re- restaurant that much and it's going to make everyone that much happier mm-hmm. it's very psychological it's very validating it shows the table you know um that you're like we are on it we are trying to fix it we yeah. want you to leave please and yeah. we hope if you're not a total turd that you'll come back I think one of the things that always like bothered me about being a server is that I I do think working in a restaurant should be mandatory for every human being. That's what like, we say all the time. It's this is this is just, you know, even if it's for a month, every single person should have to work in a restaurant mm-hmm. or a clothing store. You should have to pick up after people. Yeah, it should be like your summer abroad, you know? Yeah, but it's a, it is a mandatory thing that every human being should have. Um, and it's, it's, you see the customers who you can tell were like, oh, you've never, you've never worked a customer service job a day in your life the way you're treating me. Yeah, because those right. people treat you, it's like, I am your server. I am not your servant. Like, I am not here to do i am at your beck and call like that is not what i am i am here to give you a dining experience and you are here to treat me like a person who's doing that like it's it's really it was really really hard and if i saw customers being shitty to my servers i'd be like you you have to go bye yeah for sure i don't give a fuck you can go (laughs) go put your fucking poorly worded yelp review up go for it Go talk shit about the manager, the the loud manager with glasses. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Nothing to me. Were the Who owner was that? Was, was that you? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Being a being a manager was like. I also really loved. So I was a GM at the at Big Wang. So I did the the buying. Um. So I would have to do like inventory for everything, and then you know, based on that, we would figure out like food order and like alcohol order. But, um, that was fun just because I loved, I love taking inventory, you know, <laughs> you're like, just give me a fucking clipboard. And I give thrive. me a clipboard and I, I go, I like, I want to take an inventory. I got a, how many red books oh, yeah. do we have? I loved it. Give me a clipboard and give me peace. I'll be upstairs if yeah, you need yeah. If you guys me. need anything, I'll be in the walk-in counting wings. Yeah, yeah. I was constantly in the walk-in where it was like the alcohol. And I was like, I'm in here. You just leave me alone. Yeah. And what's great is they couldn't even pin anything on you because you, unlike most restaurant employees, you were not stealing or guzzling the alcohol. Yeah. You could be trusted around. Never How a wonderful. problem with me. Never a problem. So great. Yeah, I definitely. You're kind of a unicorn. Yeah, I was, I, I'm like I kind feel. of the best person. I also at one point sold drugs and sold weed out of when I was working at Sal's. I sold weed at Sal's. And the guy who had a grow, the guy had a grow um, and sold weed legally. But then he would have all the extra, the shake that he couldn't sell mm-hmm. to the stores. So he mm. would give me that to sell. And he would be like, you don't even need to pay me up front. He's like, I totally trust you. He's like, you don't smoke weed. So you're not, I'm not, I don't have to worry about you doing it. So while I was working at Sal's, I would be, you know, people would be like getting fucking wasted on bottomless mimosas. And I would be like, you know, it would be really good right now. A joint. I guess who's got it. Um, yeah, so I was, I was selling fucking you. Wow. You are like the sober. You're someone who just truly loves a good business transaction. Oh, 
fucking you know let the product be damned let the reputation Uh, of it be damned love it i love i i i was just i was on the road with dave attell this past weekend and i know congrats he's so nice he's the best but he uh he was like can you help me sell merch i was like can i help you sell merch (laughs) (laughs) yes i can by the end of the first day he was like oh my god he's like you are like really good at sales and i was like it's it's where i thrive customer service man you want me to move product i will move product manager on duty speaking of, we have we have we have some uh t-shirts that we need to push and sell I mod manager on duty baby oh i mean yeah, i'm I, gonna need one of those immediately yeah, you should have an oh, mod shirt that you wear like we should make one ours say established in 86 like the way it says like on restaurants uh-huh. Or whatever. I want to send you one because we love you. Oh, and it's I'm a cute. thousand just, percent going to wear it. I'm going to gift it to you. It's a cute little ringer tee. Thank you. For everyone else listening, there's still $15. No <laughs> ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> and they will just to sit in my garage. Listening, if you like this podcast, here's the fun thing about merch and podcast merch specifically. It's a conversation piece. Mm-hmm. If is. you are the kind of person who doesn't have a lot to say because you got a bad personality and you take all of your information from podcasts you mm-hmm. listen to, right. mm-hmm. wear a podcast t-shirt. It's a conversation starter. It'll give you something to say because your dumb fucking head doesn't have something to say anyways. Mm-hmm. So wear mm-hmm. the t-shirt, be a more interesting person. You're welcome. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy one of my own t-shirts after listening to you Where with that sales pitch. I'm so into, th- I, I used to never wear things with stuff on it, but I was like, oh, this can do the heavy lifting. I don't even, it's like having boobs. Like, <laughs> like your boobs are automatically distracting anyone from, you don't have to have say anything if you have boobs, but if you have a t-shirt, it gives you something to say. It gives you something yes. to talk about. So I've just started buying t-shirts with shit on them now because I'm just like, this will be a conversation piece. This will get me somewhere in a conversation and I don't even have to do the work. Yep, I know. I have a I have a really great hat that just says, I hate it here on the hat and I forget that I'm wearing it a lot and I'll just be in somewhere doing a transaction and someone just gets the biggest fucking smile on their face and I'm like, ah, oh, they saw the hat. I made them laugh. <laughs> Yay. Or they start smiling at you and you forgot you're wearing the hat and you're like, why the fuck is this person? Oh, wow, what a yeah. psycho. Very calm down. Smile. I know I'm beautiful, but calm down. Um, <laughs> whenever we start our new MOD manager on duty segment, we'll have you come in and, you know, Nicole will just give sound advice every now and then. Just uh, chime oh, in. Here's a, here's a, Here's a fun manager on duty story that happened. Oh, hell yeah. At the bar, if someone was, you know, getting drunk and unruly. So we had, we had bouncers starting at, I think, six o'clock or no, five o'clock every night. Bouncers, we'd have security because that's when, that's the witching hour. That's when shit gets fucking weird. Um, So from then till close till 2 a.m., we'd always have bouncers. All of them just huge dudes, just like walls of men. Um, And, (laughs) One time, uh, I mean, many times we'd have customers like get unruly and we'd have to be like, sorry, you need to leave. You're too drunk. Bye bye. And then occasionally you'd have to 86 someone. So when you kick someone out of a bar and you telling them they can never come back, you actually have to have this like. So I'd have to have, you know, uh, witnesses, including the bouncer. So I would be like, you know, you, you know, I'd have to say their name, like just literally, you just had to say it out loud. And other people just had to be there to hear it where you were like, you are 86 from this establishment. You cast this you are legally never allowed to come back. If you do, we will call the police and have you removed. So you had to go through this whole spiel all the time. 
So one time there was this dude who was just getting out of control. At and, Big Wangs? It just and, doesn't add oh, up. That makes absolutely no sense. Was <laughs> it a Raiders game? Absolutely. So there was a guy just getting out of control. And I walk up to him I'm like, hey, sir, I'm going to need you to like bring it down. You're a little too drunk. We're going to have to pump the brakes. And we had cut him off and he got pissed. I was like, we're cutting you off. You just need to take some downtime. I was like, you're too much right now. I'm 5'9". I'm 140. I'm not a tiny person, mm-hmm. okay? This man, bigger than me, puts his chest in my face and he's like, what are you going to do about it? And I was like shocked that this was happening because I was like, oh my God, this man is huge. What the fuck? And of course, in my mind, I was like, okay, don't, because there's this like feisty part of me that like wants to fight because I was like, I was just going to fucking knee the guy in the dick. Right. Um, But I was like, this guy is bigger than you. Don't do that. And he's like, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, well, this. And then I look over to the security guard, whatever the security guard's name was. I was like, Eric, this guy out. And he looked at this and this guy was big, but Eric was like fucking (laughs) bigger, like a 400 pound, like wall, like like six, eight black guy, just like a wall, a mammoth of a man coming towards this guy. And he looks at Eric and he goes, oh, and then takes off running and runs into the bathroom. And then Eric had his little security thing on his lapel and he's like, we got a runner. (laughs) (laughs) Goes into the bathroom. And uh, one of the other security guards, he's like, do you need help? I was like, I think Eric might have it, but like maybe go in there for like a little backup. And like one minute later, not even Eric walks out of there holding the guy by the back of his shirt, like dangling him off the ground, basically carrying him out. And I was like, I got to go do my 86 thing. So I like walk up to the front. So Eric's just holding the dude there. And I was like, I, I picture you too with like old timey scrolls. Yeah. You know, I think you, you're like, you I bind you, I bind you from harming yourself and harming others. Like you're like, doing yes, a, you know, a big, thousand percent. I'm like, once big again, wangs be- here yeah, decrees. Yeah, 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 thou yeah, shall yeah, not yeah. cross I'm, the threshold yes. of said establishment. That is a thousand percent like how it should have been done. Um, so I was I like, all it. right. I was like, I was like, sir, you are no longer at the lab at the establishment. You've been legally 86, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns to me and he goes, Fine. I didn't want to come here anyways. <laughs> and I was like, did a grown man just like use middle school comeback? Fine. Fine. Whatever. Come here anyways. I was like, please, isn't that good? Anyways. And then finally I was just, I lost it. I was like, all right, get the fuck out of here, you bitch. And then the, the bouncer was like, good one, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Real tough. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, major I would say majority of my time at Big Wangs was spent dealing with drunk people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dealing with like, dude, alcohol vendors are the best. They'd always come in with like fun stuff, t-shirts, swag, like, wait, oh no, I thought I was wearing, um, oh, I, nice. <laughs> I had a, I have a PBR, like a PBR, like just so much fun shit. Um, and they would always like, they'd give you like gift certificates and like stuff. They were like pharmaceutical drug reps, but mm-hmm. like really, really irresponsible. People. Oh, like, I yeah. got so many coasters for you guys. You yeah, don't even know so many, so many. Um, and then, yeah, that was, that was pretty much like the meat of it was like, you know, drunk people. I've cleaned vomit off walls. I've cleaned diarrhea off walls. I've paid busboys in free dinners for a week to clean up messes that I didn't want to clean up. 
I was like, you can have free, you get free dinner every night. It's yours, whatever you want. Drinks, dinner and drinks free. Just you clean it. I don't want to do it. Because as a manager, you had to do it. Oh, and know this, note this. I don't know if anyone's spoken about this. Bathrooms, men's versus women's bathrooms. Has anyone touched on this? Oh, yeah. yeah. We've women's, done some... women's are. Just... Women's are the worst. Crime scene. Oh, my God. Women are absolute monsters. Mm-hmm. Like Monster. one starts the, it's just, it's just a domino effect. Like one <laughs> woman pees on a seat and then everybody else just follows suit. Like, oh, are we doing this now? Like, um, Lisa Traeger has a joke about women peeing on toilet seats. Like we just, was that, is that what we just do? Mm-hmm. That's just socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. We just pee so on we seat. Are. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to sit. And Lisa's like, I want to sit. I'm like, that's disgusting. I would never sit. By the way, I've also worked at Costco. Nice. Um, best best um, bathroom cleaning is at Costco. There we go. That's they do. They that keep makes it. Tons yeah. of sense to me. Also, mm-hmm. I do have to say, in pandemic times, everyone just got real germ germ freaky. So now is our window in in time and space to sit on that public restroom toilet, mm-hmm. ladies. Dep- yeah, totally. And obviously, it depends on the restroom. Something tells me that, like, you know, the bathrooms at Josie were probably a lot more pristine than the bathrooms at Big Wangs. Big Wangs, but, like, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Holy shit, man. Best manager ever. Manager of the century i don't know yeah. and i got like such deep feels of like the the stash of like m- like rep merch like on the file cabinet in the office so that's what's all kept like yeah. you like turn your camera around and you just have all like beer brand mirrors <laughs> lining your wall i mean i the amount of stuff i had i've since gotten rid of a lot of it but like i had an entire glass collection of monster glasses Oh, monster. I mean, the the swag that these companies just give out is crazy. Oh, national holidays, national drinking holidays like uh, St. Patrick's Day. Speaking Mm -hmm. of pub. Right. Um, Absolutely. I would never work St. Patrick's Day. It was a day I would take off. You like never were forced to. You were just like, no, I would. They because I when I took the job there, I was like, listen, I will work. The one shift that they were having a hard time, like always covering because people hated it was the karaoke shift. And I was like, oh, I have <laughs> you're like, I will. I will work that shift. Who doesn't yeah, work? Because most of the managers were men and they hated karaoke and all the lady managers were like, hey, um, so I said, you know, I will do the the karaoke nights. But I was like, I don't want to do nights just because they knew I was not a drinker. I was like, I don't want to do the nights where it's like the most hardcore drinking. Like it's, yeah. it's, they were respectful of that. Um, so they let me off like Cinco de Mayo, never worked to Cinco de Mayo, never worked to St. Patrick's day. Um, so I was like, that was like, oh, if I had to work those, that would have been, I mean, I will forever be traumatized when I go to bars. Cause I watch people drinking and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> For anyone involved. And my, my my heart goes out to the people who work there. Because you, I just watch how abusive drunk people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're tough. What they're... a great fucking trade, though. Because at least, like, with karaoke night, you, you're getting, like, return, like, regulars. Like, that's their spot. And yes. they behave in it more. Yes. They, they, they want to be allowed back. Home. That is mm-hmm. their home spot. Yes, I could not agree more. Because every Sunday night was karaoke. And it was always the same people. And, yeah, I mean the the dude who ran karaoke 
knew every single person. Like he would, he wouldn't, he wouldn't even need to like write down their names. He'd just be like, Jen, you're up. And it was just like, we knew Jen. And we always knew Jen was going to do a Janet Jackson song. Cause that was nice. her thing. Fuck yeah, Jen. Oh, so good. So good. Wait, thank you for caring so much. I'm just going to say that. Like I've had some of the best managers ever that I just, I feel I'm just like, got your back. Know what's up. It's like, you know, it, it we're all in it together and not like, yeah. yeah. It's how, how I always refreshing. I always, you know, like the I always remembered how mean that guy Kent, who I then dated, yeah, was to me <laughs> when I worked at Josie. And I was like, all you needed to do was just be nice to me. That's all you needed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, you know? I had never been, you know, because on my application, I said I had worked at like restaurants in like college towns. So it was like he knew I had never done fine dining. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and rather than just be like, you know, all right, you know, there's going to be a learning curve. He was just always like super fucking short with me and super mean. And I was just like, because he was attracted. To I you. think we all know that anyone who's working at a restaurant at some point doesn't have experience. Right. You have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. So with that said, it's just like give everybody just a little bit of patience. No, for sure. But I also think that, and I think it is changing more and more. And I hope that like the, the attitude that uh, everybody has to be a piece of shit to each other is, it's changing. is, is changing. Yeah. Like the idea that like hostile, like work environments where like bosses would just yell at people. Like, I remember this story of uh, my, my roommate's brother in college. He was telling the story about how he just got yelled at by his boss like he had a whole meeting and he was just yelling at every single person like loudly like screaming and I was like I mean at the time I was like damn that's crazy man but that was like normal you know that was like what was done like you could get yelled at in a workplace like now doesn't happen as much nope and it seems pretty fucking great but also I mean getting yelled at is what made me like work hard too we right, i know but it's right like now we live in a society where we can choose and pay to pay for someone to yell at us if that's our kink if that's what makes us you know yeah i think that there's in certain ways like part of it should be you should it shouldn't be like hand holding and it should never happen you shouldn't ever like be humbled and in certain situations where you're growing and learning all the time that's where like you Life know is like pretty humbling though let's be honest totally without someone but I, I just don't understand people who like when they leave and i also and i've said this brooke already knows this that i want the next season, uh, season of Severance to be uh, at a restaurant, um, take place at a restaurant. It's a real cliffhanger, though, right? Right. But like, how can you just scream and scream and scream and scream in somebody all day and then just like leave and be like, okay, I was gonna go home to my wife and kids? Like, there's serious. I don't get normal. It. You can't. Like, I don't it's get it. Toxic. Yeah, it's just too much. It's Speaking too of, much. at the end of the day, nothing better than restaurant hang. Oh yeah. For sure. Just the late night hang. Everybody's doing side work. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that was another thing about me as a manager. I was like way too lenient when it came to side work. (laughs) Oh, and we're if if it was if I was doing the closing, oh god, I was like, oh, it's gonna be bad tomorrow. Because everybody was like, everybody was so fucking tired. It was 2 a.m. You know, by the time we were getting out of there, it was three. I was just like, just I was like, instead of like 20 roll-ups, I was like, just do 10. Let's get out of here. Big Wangs wasn't roll-ups. Bing Wangs was just restocking buckets, but like all the other like minimal stuff that I needed them to do, I was like, 
Yeah. I love you're like, I got to get the on, fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, my God. I on love On that this. note, on that note, like talking about it, chill down my spine when you said we just had to restock buckets yeah. at Big Wang's. Um, thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. I Anytime you want to come back, we can always have a check in and a little segment called manager man, on duty. Man, man. Oh, yeah, MOD moment. You guys need to have my roommate who, who's also a comedian, Zane Hattberg. Yeah. He managed fat cells. Oh, oh, good God. Yeah. Okay. For I feel years. like every time I, I'm like fat cells, that's the one the car drove into the window again. Right. Doesn't that like happen multiple yep. times? And, he was, that and place? he was the manager there. No. That happened. Yeah. Oh my God. He was yes. the MOD. Thanks. This is fucking o- juicy. OMG to O-M-G that MOD. Oh my God. Nicole Amy Schreiber. Thank you so much. It's so good oh, to chat with you. This was so fun. Well, yes. get your address so I can send you uh, a t-shirt, which you will then go on. I'll give you a percentage. If you can move some of these t-shirts. Oh my God, I'll work so hard. Are you, and, all right. Are you it, touring it. again? Are you going to be out on there? Are you going to be just playing shows locally? I'm What's doing, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in LA. I'm doing, you know, comedy store, laugh factory, uh, Eh, improv from time to time but mainly mainly the comedy store that's my home club you do the grown-up gigs i'd like to do that i, I mean, yeah. have quit comedy so <laughs> um we'll Too do late. comedy did you quit are you done i don't know probably all right we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about this later um uh but i do i'm gonna be coming up i'm gonna be doing the cellar in vegas from uh, the fun. 29th to the 6th May 29th to June 6th, I'll be at Feller in Vegas. That's inside the Rio Hotel. Hell yeah. Vegas people, you heard it here. A little bit off the strip. Totally worth it, though. Totally. And there's parking. That's mm-hmm. what's fucking dope about it. Well, then I'm going. Yeah. I mean, you should come. So good. Great um, talking, you guys. Way to, way to wrap up the shift meeting. Um, let's let's do a good job out there tonight. And Brooke, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Godspeed. And good tips. We'll talk to you next week.